0: Um, Shall we pray? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the amazing stories that speak such truth. Thank you that we can still have them as part of our lives 2,000 years later. I pray, Lord, that my words would be honoring to you. And I pray people's hearts would be open to receive what you have for them today. Amen. So I'm just going to read the passage. It's only a couple of verses. If you want to read in your Bibles, there's some Bibles under the chairs forgot the word chairs then um but or you can just close your eyes and listen as jesus and his disciples were on their way he came to a village where a woman named martha opened her home to him she had a sister called mary who sat at the lord's feet listening to what he said but martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made she came to him and asked lord Has anyone been to a gig or a concert recently? Oh, no. Put your hand up if you have. Alan, who have you seen? You have to tell me what you saw. Ed Sheeran. Ooh. Paul? I like that. Ooh, the Berlin Philharmonic. Oh, that sounds... I've been to one of those. Well, not that one, but a different one. Uh, Marilla? Ealing Jazz Festival. What about others, Sarah? Oh, jealous! Elton John, Josh. Greenbelt Festival. Yeah. David's Ten. Oh, that. I bet that was fun. Yeah. Others. Yeah. Duran Duran. Ooh. Anyone else? Villafo, I can see a little hand up over there. No, <laughs> Yasmin. Who? Oh, Olivia Rodriguez. I like her. She's cool. Anyone else want to share? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't go without your mum and dad. That that's very good because I think you'd. It's very important that you go with your mum and dad if you're little. I actually went to... Oh, have you got one? Caden? Frozen and Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. Has anyone been to any, like, theatres? Where did she go to? Oh. Did you bring tissues? Because did you cry? Jungle Book. Oh. Katie? And Juliet. Oh, I've seen that. Well, I've not seen it, but I've seen it looks good. Beth, to where? Wicked. Oh, yeah. I define gravity is when that comes on in the car, I lose my voice because <laughs> I love that one. Amy, Le is. Oh, very good. Well, I've been to a few this summer. I don't know if any of you have heard of, of a girl rock band called Heim. They're good. Listen to their music. It's like proper female empowering. Um, and then, uh, so I saw that at the O2, but it was a nightmare to get home, guys. Awful. I was stuck in the tube for like two hours. It was very grumpy. And then I saw a band recently with my mum called Steps. I saw Steps. And not only did I see Steps, I saw Liberty X, Gareth Gates, and Louise Redknapp. <laughs> and I was brought back to my childhood. My sister was crying her eyes out of some of the songs. So it was quite funny. But whenever we go to these concerts or gigs or musicals, I don't know about you, but there's some really annoying people there that literally just stand. I haven't got my phone in me. Or I've seen some of an iPad once, Like this, videoing the whole thing. Or maybe you've like videoed a little bit. Maybe got a little screenshot for your social media or some photos. But... Recently, I was listening to the radio, and a lot of artists are now requesting that you don't take your phone with you. And I can't remember who it was. Someone quite famous. They literally, like, you couldn't bring your phone into the venue, and they were quite high profile. Because when you bring your phone, you're kind of missing out on the experience of the concert. Um, My boyfriend, Tim, actually saw Coldplay recently, too, which is quite, quite the experience. And they, Chris Martin, asked that all the phones got turned away as well. Um, Because after I've taken videos at gigs, often the quality is rubbish. The sound quality is even worse than the video. You can't even see the person. And actually, most of the time, I can just hear myself singing rather than the artist. Um, Sometimes we spend so long... Yeah, and I'm not a good singer. so um, Sometimes we spend so long actually videoing it, we miss out on the actual experience of seeing that person sing or that band or go to that musical. Looking at today's passage, Martha kind of did something similar, although phones weren't invented 2,000 years ago. Martha was distracted. She focused on the wrong things. Martha was worried. By focusing on the things that she thought were important, Martha missed out on time with Jesus In order to understand this passage a little bit better, we need to look at the cultural context of the time it was set in. Hospitality was a societal requirement in the Middle Eastern culture. And Mary and Martha's family probably were well known for their good hospitality. We can understand the context of Martha's annoyance. A little bit more when we understand this. When Martha says, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha's not just asking for help peeling the potatoes. Martha is understood to be upset that her little sister is seated with all the men and has become a disciple of the rabbi, Jesus In our Middle Eastern context, women never, ever sat with the rabbi. Women were seen as inferior to men. And so to have women both traveling with Jesus and disciples as disciples and sitting, literally sitting at the feet of Jesus, developing and learning themselves theologically, this was positively ludicrous. From this... We can understand, and so did Jesus, why Martha was so upset with the situation. It was challenging the societal norms. Jesus was and is a feminist. He praises Mary's devotion to his teaching against the cultural norms of the day. Not only does he challenge the cultural norms, but he entirely inverts both Jewish and Christian practice completely. If we look at the response of Jesus to Martha, we can learn what Jesus requires of us too. Jesus' response to Martha is this. You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is necessary. And Martha has chosen what is better, and that will not be taken away from her. Jesus knows what Martha is worried about. He knows her heart to serve, but he also understands the cultural norm, that is it, it, the expectation, the heavy weight that is upon Martha to serve himself and his disciples. Jesus knows and loves Martha And he extends gentle grace to her. Martha is worried. What are we worried about? What are the things in our lives that cause us to get distracted? You see, Martha looked at her circumstances rather than looking at her saviour. In our lives, where do we keep our eyes focused on our circumstances rather than looking up towards our Savior? We need to keep our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus. Hebrews 12.2, fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of your faith. One of my favorite proverbs that I go to every time I feel a little bit upset or worried or I don't know what to do is Proverbs 4 25 and 26. Let your eyes look straight ahead, in my head, to Jesus. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to your paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Again, we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, even in the midst of our distractions, our worries. What are the worries in your life? Maybe it's at school with your exams or um, a situation that's a bit difficult. Maybe it's in your job with deadlines or really, really high stress levels. Maybe it's your health, your children, expectations on you by others. Maybe it's church. Maybe it's serving at church. Your heart, like Martha's, is probably in the right place, especially if you're here today. But are you prioritizing your worries, your tasks, your duties above your devotion to Jesus? You've probably heard at Sunday school when you were younger, be a Mary, not a Martha. And Martha is often berated for doing the wrong thing. Personally, I don't think Martha was a bad person. I actually see myself a lot like a Martha. Martha. I have the characteristics and passions similar to her to serve others and to serve Jesus through my hospitality. That looks like a nice banana. (laughs) But Martha's priorities were wrong. Even though she had this incredible heart to serve, along with probably high cultural expectations, her priorities were in the wrong order. This is my question to you today. Are you so busy doing things for Jesus that you're... Oh, I've lost my part. Here we go. Are you so busy doing things for Jesus that you're not spending any time with Jesus? I'm scared I'm going to lose a few volunteers in my kids' groups today after this sermon. (laughs) Don't. No, I'm joking. Um, As Christians, we are called to serve others. We're called to serve at church. We're called to serve our community. We're called to serve our family and our friends. When we do these things, we are showing others the love of Christ through our actions. But we need to be serving from a place of rest, from a place where we've spent time with Jesus and received from him. For us, when we serve out of a place of emptiness, we're not really serving sometimes we forget why we're serving in the first place. We can become complacent, resentful, self-affirming, rather than remember that we serve to worship Jesus. So we need to be grounded and rooted in Jesus, receive from him first, and then from that, pour out in our communities and in our churches and in our family, whatever context it is. I was reminded of Psalm 23 He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He refreshes my soul. Have you had your soul refreshed by Jesus lately? I wanted to give a little testimony of a time in my life where I was constantly pouring out and not receiving. And um, it involves a few people in this room because last year, I think it was, um, COVID restrictions meant that we couldn't run our youth group in the morning. So the way we got around that was by doing a youth service because we could do an act of worship. And so we met on in the afternoon at St. Malitis, and we'd have like well, I can't really remember how it went, but we did like a little bit of Bible study, some worship, or a little talk. We did play some games, and it was really fun. So the, my day on a Sunday looked like being at church in the morning, and I think we were doing kids' groups at this point as well. So I had kids' groups, which is full on if you're a volunteer. It's amazing, and it's really fun, but you do need a nap after. And then uh, a couple of hours off, maybe go out for lunch or have some lunch, and then straight back at St. Militia's at 3 till 6. And it was great, like I said before, I love working with young people, I love seeing them. But it was a little bit tiring running around after a while. And I go to an evening service to kind of receive for myself and spend time with God and other Christians. And it got to the point where I was like, oh, I can't be bothered to go. I just want to go home and have a bath or want to go home and binge watch Netflix or whatever it is. And each Sunday, instead of going to the evening service that I used to go to all the time, I started to just go home and watch TV or go home and, I don't know, eat Doritos or something and just chill out, which is not a bad thing, and there's definitely a time for that. But after a while, I noticed in myself that my well became dry And when I talk about a well, it's a metaphorical well, because I don't have a well in my back garden. But um, my well that I received from God, the living water of Jesus, became dry. I was exhausted. I was easily angered and short-fused. I was not loving Jesus, and I was not loving others. I became resentful, complacent, and sometimes I just couldn't be bothered to do anything. And I realized that's because I wasn't receiving spiritually myself. And in working for a church, but not also working for church, being a Christian and working and serving others in any context, not just being a staff member, we have to make sure that we're receiving spiritually in any way possible. And I needed to return to the world that is Jesus. And when I started to do that, I, and I started to make a conscious effort to put Jesus first in my life, I could serve out of that place of fullness. And I just want to recognize quickly, this is off script, that my spiritual life became very dry and locked down because I wasn't going to church as much. Um, I wasn't going to Bible study. Um, I wasn't seeing other Christians and I thrive in Christian community. And so I was, my faith was at the lowest point it's ever been in my entire life, working for a church with young people and children. And that, I don't know if any of you here are feeling like that or still feeling like your faith is building back up again. Um, And so I really feel like God is saying today to come back to Jesus, even if um, you feel like it's taken long to get there. I think more than one of us in this room has felt that really low point in that season of our lives as a church and as a family. How do we do that? Sitting at Jesus' feet. We can't do that literally. But um, back in that day when you sat at Jesus' feet, it was a disciple-like posture. And we can have a disciple-like posture. We are called to be like Mary and to cast our worries and anxieties on him and just sit and listen to him. There are many different ways to receive from Jesus. You don't have to just sit there and be silent. But that is one way. For me, I find that very difficult to just sit and be quiet. But there are times that I have to do that. There are many different ways, many different spiritual disciplines to help build and grow your relationship with Jesus. Um, There's a book by Richard Foster called The Celebration of Discipline, which I recommend to people to to read. um, And it gives us lots of different ways that we can build and grow our spiritual lives. It's called a discipline because actually... We have to be disciplined in that as we build our relationship. But we can have solitude, prayer, fasting, study, studying God's word, simplicity, worship. Some people talk to Jesus while they go running. I don't do that, but I've heard people do it um, because I don't run. Others listen to worship music. We are all different, so we're all going to connect with God in different ways. You just need to discover how you do that. Martha's worries and distractions prevented her from being truly present with Jesus and caused her to drive a wedge between her sister and herself and between Jesus and herself. Let's not let our worries and distractions cause a wedge between us and Jesus and us and other. We do know that Jesus invites us all who are worried and distracted by many things to sit and rest in the presence of Jesus to hear his words of grace and truth to know that we are loved is there a doctor can someone get some water I'm just going to pray for human right now father God I just pray that you'll be with human Jesus I pray that your Holy Spirit would come healing, Lord. I was almost finished anyway. What do you want to do? Sam's just going to lead us in a little bit of worship, I think. Um, And as we do that, why don't you think about the things that um, maybe distract you from Jesus